You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, and alongside me, as always, is... I didn't hear that click-clack, but I know what you're I know what you're doing there, because I also have in my hand... A lovely pint of Anderson Valley's winter solstice. Oh. Mm. Mm. That's delightful. <laughs> oh, Paul and I may or may not have taken a trip <laughs> deep into the valley this weekend, <laughs> this past week, and uh, bacanned ourselves. <laughs> Outstanding. So, did you stocked up, huh? I stocked up. Okay, good man. Not as many as you, but I stocked up. All right, all right. I may or may not have gone through one of the six packs already, but <laughs> <laughs> they're so uh, delicious. It's literally Christmas in a can. It's so easy to drink too. It's not heavy on the carbonation, but it's not not carbonated. Yeah. You know? Just They're so easy. It's Sweet. just a, a delightful, delightful ale. Um, anyway. Yeah. Oh, po- Pearl Jam podcast? Yeah. Hi. Uh, <laughs> welcome to November. Uh, for those of you in America. Um, no, for those of you in Germany listening to us right now, oh. you just saw football for the very first time, my friends. Oh, Was it true. Munich? You're right. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk Pearl Jam, not football, but. I must mention that the San Francisco 49ers won their Sunday night primetime matchup. Uh, and I know your Dallas Cowboys did not win their matchup, but that, that that's a conversation Listen, for a later day. We talked before the show. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into mm-hmm. the poor play calling and the poor officiating. But anyways. Um, G- German fans, if you're listening, let us know what you thought of live NFL football. What was the game? Who who, who, who played today? It, it was Tom Brady and the Bucks against the Seattle Seahawks. Live from Allianz Arena, I would imagine. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in Munich. <clears throat> um, well, welcome to our German friends. And uh, for our American friends who have just spent the last uh, week uh, analyzing election results that have not fully come in yet. Uh, welcome to our world. You know, it is what it is. Uh, you're, you could be happy, you could be sad, you could be meh. Um, but but Pearl Jam's all about rocking the vote, and Americans yes. voted. These uh, these midterm election yeah. contests were, were heavily out. decided by uh, a, a, what I would say. I don't know if it was a record turnout, but it was it, it was a definitely substantial one. Yeah, Pearl Jam well, would be proud. Yes, and and if you went out there and voted, good for you. Uh, whatever path you chose. And uh, hopefully we can make the next two years uh, fruitful and uh, with some sort of progress towards a better country for everyone, I think is the best way to put it. Indeed. Um, Well, we celebrated the anniversary of Riot Act last week. Hmm? 20 years just passed us. Uh, The band, the website, put out a uh, little sale on the vinyl that sold out. Yeah, the same as the 2017 remaster. So I think right. nothing so, new there, but that sold out, which is great. But there was something else new, Paul. What did you make of this new T-shirt? I had high hopes. I really did. If you look at the uh, the cover art for this record, there's some some really fascinating art direction. And uh, look, 
far be it for me to be critical anytime there's a brand new Pearl Jam t-shirt out on the market, but felt like it was essentially just the right act logo multiplied like a, a bunch of little baby Jack Jacks from the Incredibles all over the back of the shirt. And that was, <laughs> that was basically, that's basically this shirt. I don't know. I, I felt like for, for the 20 year anniversary, we could have done something a little bit, a little bit, little bit more maybe i don't know i agree i agree it was um listen it's a cool logo that skull that has like the the mm-hmm. crown built in with the with the crossbow that it's cool and i had the og green disease shirt that featured that green version on the front of it um but yeah a little i think what they thought underwhelming was, i guess is the word it was underwhelming i think what they thought was is they had that 10 club shirt a few years back that had the stick man across the front like 25 times you know yeah and, and one of them they're all grayscale except for one, except for red. one red. Yeah, I thought maybe they're going for something like that, but at the same time, it's like a you've done that already. And two, yeah. it's like, eh, eh. yeah. So listen, it's not ugly, but I've I don't I don't feel the need. No, but anyways, um, this episode we are going to dive back into a series that we really enjoy. It's called the playlist, and we thought based on the last week that some of y'all might be dealing with some anxiety, maybe a little depression, maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Those are the words you told me. Yeah. I I imagine they're associated with the fact that as a Pearl Jam fan, you're wondering why we didn't get that premier box set treatment, huh? 20 years in riot act. Act, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like uh, there's an era of the band's history that has been, magnified and celebrated justifiably so but look maybe it's just too much time energy and effort to to put all that packaging together and they feel like it's just not going to be those those records weren't well received enough i suppose i don't know i i I suppose that's the case but the reality is when you put that stuff together the casual fan who listened to pearl jam in the early to mid 90s and then just tapered off you put it back in their in their eyesight well, not only that, but I mean, those are not the people that are necessarily say, oh, I'm going to drop $150 for this, you know, versus Vitology box set. That's, that's no, not will. your demographic. We will. Yeah. And, and we're also the same guys that would probably do the same thing for Riot Act. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Listen, the band we, just We've feels already been that. over the whole, like, you know, no code yield, lack of box set. I, I would buy all the box sets because yeah. if there is, and I say this because if there's enough content to warrant the box set, then great. You know, you look at the um, the recent User Illusion one and two remaster that just came out last week from Guns N' Roses. It's obscenely overpriced, and yeah. the music is each record remastered, and then you get a live concert. You get two two live concerts. Eh, which we already have in spades with Pearl Jam. So, like, yeah, that that's not the route we need to be going with Pearl Jam. But maybe there's you know there's demos and there's you know there, there's a lot of mystery around. The, the process, um, you know, we saw a single video theory. We've seen Pearl Jam 20 kind of go deep into some of the early stuff, seeing, you know, uh, Ed and Stone going over Daughter on the tour bus. Like, there's little moments we where we kind of have some of the pieces of the puzzle in place from the earlier years. Us, the, the super nerd fans, I'm interested in knowing about all those things past that. Like, yeah. give me no code through Gigaton. Yeah. Well, yeah. how did Lightning Bolt? I mean, Lightning Bolt's film was recorded up the road from us in Henson Studios in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's stories to be told, and I think I wish we had more of them. 
Um, and a lot of other bands go out of their way to make uh, anniversaries a big deal. I mean, look, Metallica's going to do Load and Reload, and those weren't, and eventually they'll probably do St. Anger. <laughs> and those weren't yeah. like, their, their greatest albums, but they're going to do yeah. it. Anyway, the playlist, like I said, dealing with anxiety. <laughs> a lot of you maybe have maybe feeling that after the last week. Maybe you felt that last Tuesday. Uh, but things turned out the way you wanted, or maybe they didn't turn out the way you want. I don't know. But either way, we've been dealing with that. Um, I think all of us to some degree. And so it felt apropos to do a, another playlist. Uh, the rules, uh, as they have always been, are you've got to keep this bad boy under EP length, which is about 30 minutes. So yeah. that's an old school format EP. But we had to give ourselves some sort of limit. Otherwise, we could go on forever. Because as this ep- uh, exercise proved, you could have 35 songs. <laughs> Well, I, again, it, it really comes down to, are, are we doing a playlist about feeling depressed and anxious? Or are we doing a, pray, a playlist, pardon me, about managing or, or, or dealing with mm. anxiety and depression? Because I think they're two very different playlists. I, I, I'm prepared for either. So, which. Uh, so, well, see, I'm, I, it is dealing with. It is dealing okay. with. Uh, We're going that route. I'm curious to see then if you think mine is really dealing with or if it strays off into the having because i think i as i want to do i tend to tell a story so yeah we'll see how you feel about me staying within those guide those guardrails of well how many tracks do you have let me ask you i have six six songs okay six is all i could fit how many do you have well, uh, there, there's one song on here that, that, that if it's if it remains placed, uh, largely dictates whether or not I'm at one number or whether or not I'm at another number with two additional songs. So two additional songs. Does it fit under the under the guardrails? Under the it under does. The time limit? It does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're gonna play Luke in three times. <laughs> All right. Um, would you like to start then? I'm curious. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Dealing with anxiety, Paul's playlist. Go for it. Give me the give me the whole thing. So I, I think the 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 first song that I would start with is Life Wasted. I say that because it's important when you start dealing with anxiety to open with the acknowledgement that you haven't always been successful at this. And I feel that a song like Life Wasted. It, it first of all, it's an intro song to an actual Pearl Jam record, so clearly it has its it, it, it has its its place and it's earned its right as an intro song, even for a playlist. But uh, what I like about this song is the lyrical couplet: "I've I've tasted a life wasted," right? And then that's followed up with "I'm never going back again." So that sets the tone for a playlist like that right off the bat. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Where, where you going next? So after I go Life Wasted, uh, I'm going to move into um, Given to Fly. Oh, yeah. I feel like a song like Given to Fly is perfect on a playlist like this, mostly because you think of the subject and what he's been through and the trials, the tribulations, and the determination to to somehow rise above, above that, to soar, as it were. And I, I think that the music and the, and the lyrics complement that perfectly. And they present the listener with the other end of this dichotomy, the 
the manifestation of what happens when you persevere beyond a life wasted and find a way to elevate that life. Uh, this is what happens when you don't waste your life. So I think these two songs here mm. paired back to back are uh, essential. They not only set the tone, I think, for a playlist like this, but uh, you could argue that together, those two songs are the playlist and that everything else is just, you know, reiteration in detail. <laughs> I like the start. But, this is great. Yeah. So I was into the idea of, the, of those two back to back. So that, those are my one and two. Um, I think at at some juncture, it's it's it bears worth noting. What does it mean to deal with anxiety and depression? There's there's different ways to do that. Sometimes we we look inward, we reflect, we internalize, and that's what I am mine is all about. Mm. It's about coming to terms with the idea that this life is yours. And I what I like about this song, especially as a third track, is. It came, what I would argue, in the third act of Pearl Jam's career, where they were at a juncture in their tenure as a band, where they were starting to question whether or not they wanted to do this anymore. And, and the composition of this particular track, I'm not saying it saved Pearl Jam, but it was a realization that ultimately, that this time that they have together, this time to make music, this, this time to do what they love, this time to follow a vocation is theirs. The in-between is theirs, you know? And it continues to be, I think, an anthem. It, you could argue it's an existential anthem, but mm-hmm. in many ways, it, it's a life-affirming anthem. Uh, there, there's a better song in the Pearl Jam catalog that I think acts that does this job in even more profound fashion, but I would say I Am Mine as the third track, as an inward reflection, succeeds well there. Um, okay. I think after that, <clears throat> I would go Corduroy. Oh, that's my, my fourth song, mostly because th- this was Eddie at a time when they were really battling this, the, the exploiting and the uh, capitalistic repurposing of who they were and, and the branding of Pearl Jam into this monetized machine. And I think corduroy represented that the rejection corduroy was essentially the way of coping it was a coping mechanism in a lot of ways for that stress the depression the anxiety that came with you, know, you mentioned lucan off the top I, I think corduroy does what lucan proposes you know um corduroy is the cold beer on the couch at matt lucan's place corduroy <laughs> for pearl jam is is that song where they basically say you know you can you can try and market us. You you can try and, and bottle this brand, but the reality is that we're we're so much more than that. And I, the fact that no code came out right I was after just this album, say that it came out yeah, after the fact. <laughs> it, that's after the fact was very much I think in in a way Pearl Jam's middle finger to the music industry. Uh, I could argue that so was Vitology, uh, a song like Bugs and and Boxy Mop Handle Mama on a commercial record that was expected to be huge and it was and is con- continues to be huge the fact that that record could have songs like bugs and foxy mop handle mama speaks volumes that uh, pearl jam couldn't even get in their own way if they tried literally uh so i think corduroy is just a fascinating exercise in in trying to um not rebrand but you know take take ownership and autonomy over what others had tried to to try to market and exploit azure brand 
So I like the idea of, of Pearl Jam as a, a method of, of coping with anxiety. And, uh, and I'm sorry, corduroy, pardon me, as a method of, of coping with anxiety and depression. So that will be my, my fourth track. Uh, fifth track has got to be present tense. Mm. Um, I could argue that that's a great, great track to close with. Uh, but I like the idea of, of living in the present tense. I think that this song is very much a kind of a, a, a mantra, as it were, or yeah. a way to guide the listener as uh, on on how to process depression and anxiety and put it into perspective. It offers uh, not a way to compartmentalize, but rather a path to clarity. And it's through that clarity that I think you can find peace of mind. Regardless of, of whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with, whether it's emotional, social, spiritual, um, existential, um, the, there's conflicts that I think could, could tear a person apart. But re remembering some of the messaging in a song like Present Tense, I think, is important to, uh, to remain anchored. Uh, and I think, you know, there were a lot of contenders here for this last, last spot. I'm going to go with um, Inside Job. Mm. I think uh, Inside Job is, is the kind of song that ultimately I, I, I battled with this one. I, I thought about Love Boat Captain, actually. Oh, uh, you know, all you need is love. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I liked the idea of, of that as a song that really kind of talked about trying to process uh, what had been a dark period of, of Pearl Jam's career, the, the, the loss of, of fans in, in the Roskill tragedy. But I Am Mine had already touched on that in the playlist, so I didn't want to be redundant. But I like the the angle that Mike takes with this song. It's a very personal song for Mike McCready, and, and it's it's very much about overcoming those those personal demons and, re and recognizing that a lot of the anxiety and the depression that you feel is generated from the inside out. Sure, that the world is full of stimuli, and all of that plays a role in how we feel. But ultimately, we govern our own emotions, or at least we have the power to. And when we succumb to the stresses of the outside world and we let those things corrupt our ability to process and we find ourselves kind of rotting from the inside out at the root, I think a song like Inside Job is a reminder that whatever it is that you're going through right now, it, it, it starts inside. And as, as twisted as you might feel, you're not going to untwist those knots from the ends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You've got to you've got to grab the knot, and you have to start pulling away at the thread from there. Um, and so, inside job to me would be a, a perfect closer for this. Uh, I've got some runner ups, but I, I can hold those until after you share. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I, good. I, I I chose not to create like a narrative out of this mm -hmm. one. I think I was I was more interested in just kind of painting almost a collage of uh, interpersonal and personal strife and the different types of songs in the Pearl Jam catalog that captured what that looked like, like the, the songs that truly seem to uh, manifest that almost in an outward way, uh, almost personalizing what the band was going through at the time. A lot of these songs, I think, kind of showed on a parallel plane what the band was experiencing. So in some ways, I think playlists like this kind of tells the story of the band to, a, to some degree, although admittedly it's not completely linear. Uh, in other ways, I think it just kind of paints a kind of a, a expressionistic portrait, as, as it were, of uh, coping with depression and anxiety in ways that are not always 
so tangible because I think when you're in the midst of those kinds of things, you just feel like you're in a dense fog and nothing's really clear. Oh yeah. So I was, I was kind of going for a playlist that did, didn't have so, so much of a linear thread or, or through line per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus I had, a, I, I was suspected that you would go that route that you might try and, and tell a story. Um, so I'm going to leave, uh, you know, quadrophilia to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I look forward to your runners up in a little bit. I will say that uh, there are a couple of uh, similarities between our the notable of mission is is uh, the one that I had to to choose between that and and uh, inside job. I, I suspect it will be on your playlist, so I'm going to withhold for now. Okay, well then let's find out. Uh, I'm going to start, and I bet I'm, I'm thinking that you might be surprised to learn my first track is going to be all right. Oh, that was one of my runner-ups. Ah, yeah. uh, first, great, right great, gate, great choice. Yeah, I need to feel like it's okay to feel this way, and, and and I should say, when I do these songs, when I when I did this list, I was thinking very personally. This is kind of like a a little bit of a microscope into how I deal with anxiety. All like, right, is this this approach? Um, at least what I'm thinking as clear-headed as possible, so it's not always <laughs> this you know linear. Um, it's okay. It's okay to feel the anxiety, to feel the pressure wherever it's coming from. The acknowledgement is the first step, accepting that it's okay. So I need that right out of the gate. And I think this exercise has opened up all right more for me. I I enjoy this song more because of this episode. So thank you, Jeff, for writing this one. Uh, Also, it's a great way to get into something. Like it, It could definitely open a show in the same way I thought Pendulum was a great show opener. So it's going to open this playlist on dealing with anxiety for me. So from there, great call. Thank you. From there, I'm going with in hiding. Interesting. So from acknowledging my anxiety and being okay with it, I'm going to need to hide away for a bit. Uh, I'll need my space for a bit to center myself. That, that's what I do. I, I generally try and cl- I, I close off and need to remove. Ooh, I hit the mic. I need to remove. Um, everything from my purview and really just focusing like one of those isolation chambers. So the music is positive though. And I've always thought, um, I've always felt that about this one. I think celebrating the fact that you need to take that mental health break is key. It's the next logical step. And there's even an illusion, uh, illusion, not illusion, to things getting better with the line no longer overwhelmed and it seems so simple now. You hide away to find some balance, to breathe, and, and you see or feel a green shoot of hope that's going to be okay. From there, I'm going into In My Tree. Now, I debated putting this one before In Hiding, but I think it works here as well. I think the last uh, song was about hiding away and eventually being ready to come out of it, whereas this song is the song made while you're in it, while you're hiding away. It's kind of a song within a song, it's a little meta. So while you're away, uh, while you're in whatever hiding place you need to be in, you'll feel all the feels, as they say. Hmm. You've got to, in my opinion, you've got to. You you have to let yourself feel everything if you're gonna be honest with yourself. This is that song. Looking back and, and seeing where you were, being aware of where you are now and truly feeling it, even finding some perspective but ultimately you find your balance and you feel ready to come down from the tree, so to speak. 
And that's where this song and in hiding kind of meet back up um, to get us to the next song. Almost like they're like two kind of roads diverge sort of thing coming back together. The next song is one that you mentioned, Present Tense. This is the realization. This is the point where I have to ask myself if I want to let the anxiety take over everything or if I'm going to approach taking control of the situation. There's such empowerment here. It's a, it's a necessary turning yeah. point for the playlist. You know, a lot of the time, anxiety comes from thinking about the past, just reliving it over and over and over again, dwelling on it. It's not good to do that, but it's good to learn from the past. Dwelling, no. Learning, yes. This song teaches us to stop living in the past and focus on the now. And this song is just very therapeutic in that sense. So now that we feel this way, moving into another song that you mentioned, I Am Mine. Another form of anxiety is thinking too much or dwelling on the future. Stuff you cannot control and cannot know how it'll end up. This song bridges so well from what we learned in present tense and builds on it. You have lines like, there's no need to hide, we're safe tonight. It's a lovely end of an arc from In Hiding just a few songs ago. We're making progress here, we're making progress. So we are who we are. And no, who you are didn't make the cut, unfortunately, but it, <laughs> it very well could have. Uh, the message is ultimately the same. Who you are and what you do in this world is enough. If you're a good person doing good things for yourself and others, you win. So what's the last song? Well, you already said it. It's Inside Job. It's got to be Inside Job. Come on. Oh. Simply put, this song gives me hope that I can be the best version of myself. And the best version of myself can bring positivity to whatever and whomever I am dealing with. If I can do that, then I'm going to be able to fix the anxious feelings. Now, musically, there aren't many more uplifting songs in the catalog, and I think I need that when dealing with anxiety. There haven't been too many rockers in this list, if you've noticed. Both of my, you know, quote, rockers are, are pretty positive sounding in hiding in this one. Uh, they're not the aggro rockers that I'm generally more ordinarily uh, attached to but no this in this exercise i need music to help me overcome anxiety and i think ending with inside job is just the song to ultimately pull me completely out of that feeling so that's my arc that's my narrative that's my process that's really what the best word for it is process it's almost like the uh, was it the seven stages of grief or something like that when you have to like, like you're in denial you have to accept it you're like remorse whatever the hell is, I I don't know what they are but those stages that's what you got to go through for me at least to find yourself out of that anxiety because you can't if you if you miss a step you're gonna go back like shoots and ladders you're gonna step mm -hmm. on a shoot and whoosh, right back down so for me this this works um, I loved your choices as well I'm curious besides all right what else missed the cut briefly for for you. I thought you were going to have a live on there. Oh, really? Well, it's you know, just, I can, it, it's the it. anthem of, of just dealing it. with, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm still alive, you know? Um, that was the one I debated with, with inside job at the end. Now that's, that's a great shout because of how it's changed. So I, if you're, you're taking it, you're taking it in that way. Yeah. I, I almost would say I'd put on a live cut instead of the studio cut. If yeah. I do that. Yeah from maybe I, you know the, the last 20 15 years i i also had uh whoever said and buckle up on here oh good yeah those are good shots too uh i also had again considering where you were coming from and where, where i was coming from 
couple other songs that I was thinking about. I did think about Who You Are. Um, I considered Indifference. I considered uh, Thumbing My Way. I considered Hard to Imagine. Even Garden. Had, there was something in Garden that made me feel like maybe that was like a start of something. Um, well, if we did a playlist that was mostly about just being in that place mm. as opposed to dealing with it. I got a whole slew of different tracks. So I don't know if you want to save that for another playlist. I mean, or if that'd be too redundant, because otherwise I could, I could share yeah, give with me a you. Few, give things. me a few. Uh, once. Well, yeah, <laughs> my, my father's son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all or none. Mm hmm. Uh, both help, help and ghost. I mean, talk about a dark album. I mean, both those oh, tracks. Yeah. 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 Uh, I had uh, sleight of hand. Yeah, he was okay, but wandering. Right, mm -hmm, Pull, mm -hmm. pulls himself up, puts himself in uniform. Uh, I had a pendulum. Easy left me a long time ago. Right, yeah. uh, nothing as it seems, which is just Man. an anthem for for being it is stuck in that place. This is a double disc for you. It, it really is. And no side way. A, side B. I stopped Ooh. trying to make a difference. Oh no yeah. Uh, immortality. The trapdoor in the sun. I mean, that's about as dark as we get in terms of sure. uh, dealing with it. I, I I thought about that for both play playlists, but I left that one up. Blood. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, indifference I had as well. Uh, and I also had deep. Can't touch the bottom. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a whole different take. Sure. sure but sure. if, if you just want to wallow, yeah. if you're like, I want to listen to Pearl Jam and just wallow in this yeah. space right now, yeah. that's the playlist for you. I'm sure we'll do a playlist <laughs> at some point that is wallowing in something uh maybe it isn't anxiety but maybe it's something else and probably a lot of those will also be uh live in yeah. that world um what you know speaking of dealing with anxiety one thing that i didn't um include was maybe like the style of of um coping not style but like the um maybe like the physical method of it and i thought of the song let the records play where you you grab oh, a fascinating. You get a blunt, you get a you get a scotch, you put on a record, you go. Because <laughs> honestly, what is music but therapy? But therapy, yeah. Like it yeah. it is such therapy for so many people, and it doesn't even matter if it's Pearl Jam or not. You put on a, a, a you stream, you put on a record, you put on a cassette, or whatever the CD, and you can that can I go in the car if I'm if I'm upset about something, put in the car, put on a record, well on a record, put on an album, and you just go, and it's like wow. That can be therapy. Yeah. So let the records play. Felt like it had a spot, but I I was up against the the, the time limit. So I was like, you know what? Inside job, good place to, to sit. But anyways, what do you guys make of that? We we kind of took a long a long route there, but it felt good. It felt good to talk about being in it and then dealing with it, and then all the different ways you could deal with it. Um, anxiety is a motherfucker, and I know a lot of you out there have, have been dealing with it or or even over the macro or maybe the micro uh but hopefully you're getting through it maybe this these playlists will help you in some way and if so that's fantastic um and if you have your own version of this we would love to know and while we uh wait for you to do that well you can just hit pause and we won't be waiting at all but <laughs> while we virtually wait for you we're gonna move on now to our lyric of the week Lyric League this week. Oh, baby, we're finally doing it. We're going to Gigaton and we're going with the first track. Whoever said. Well, the broken heart. 
So this track, whoever said, um, it's it's our first kick. It's on track, like I said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal for us. It is. We finally get the get the, get the crack this egg, and uh, this is one of the middle parts that that extended bridge, um, which it's so interesting how long that bridge is. Uh, but this is part of that. What, what do you, what do you make of this section? Um, home is where the broken heart is. Home is where every scar is blinking stars beneath you roam. There's something about this set of lyrics that just seems to speak to the, the essence of human nature. This idea that the pain and the heartbreak and the duress that we experience in the bleakest of times, those are ultimately the times that remind us that we're human. And, and those, those are the moments where we truly feel what it means to be human. We don't necessarily leave ourselves, but they anchor us to, to use a word I used earlier. And, and, and in that respect, it's home. And that doesn't mean that there should be a level of comfort with that. Um, but all the answers will be found in the mistakes that we have made. Again, you know, this song really does tackle. I'm, if, I started off talking micro, but on a macro level, this song really does tackle the idea that we need to start learning from mistakes, that the reason history repeats itself is because we continually fail to do so. I, I think that part of the challenge in failing or in the challenge in succeeding, I should say, to learn from our mistakes is hubris. That this mm -hmm. idea that that we can do better, that we know better, that we will be better. Uh, and the, the reason that we continually fail is because we're not that that much more evolved than we were 10, 15, 100, 500, 1,000 years ago. <laughs> I mean, no, do, do we throw people into uh, uh, coliseums to battle lions for, for the bloodthirsty Maybe plebeians? Maybe we should, Paul. Uh, well, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, okay. we're, we're, I mean, <laughs> you look at some of the stuff people consume on TV these days. Oh, God. I mean, it, there is something about, you know, society today that is equally as, it makes you shudder. It really does. It makes you shudder in, in ways that are different than, than it did, you know, two, 3,000 years ago, I suppose. Uh, but based solely on context, man, I, mean, <laughs> I think uh, there, there really is a message in this song that could be interpreted two different ways, you know. One is that it's through heartbreak that we really find ourselves and, and we find our humanity and it's in our humanity that home rests uh, for us in our, our you know, ever uh, continual search to, to find somewhere or something better. But another way to look at it is that we, we just continually find ourselves in this place of heartbreak and that it's now become home for us because we can't seem to break the cycle. We can't seem to to learn from the uh, the errors, the perpetual errors in judgment that we, we continue to make as a society. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I love this song both musically and lyrically, and I think with this section, here might lie the heart of the song. So it's it's no wonder that Ed so succinctly states the situation for us, and I, a lot of this is going to feel like. Uh, Feel repetitive to what you said, I think, um, as I weave kind of around you. Uh, home is where every scar is. Home, be it America, your country, or Earth as a whole. 
You know, what we're doing to Earth and to each other isn't good enough. We we are we are better. I, I say we are better. You know, after you just said that, I, I I want to believe that we are better than who we've been recently. And there's no reason to think, fuck it, it's too late. That's the whole giving up on satisfaction part of the refrain for me. It reminds us that we are here and we do have time. There's always time to right wrongs. In other words, there's always time to satisfy. Time is relative, of course, to certain problems. You know, not every problem, big or small, can be completely cured, but we cannot accept, I can't accept, that fate, if we do not try to fix it no matter what. And to do so, we have to learn from history, as you said. It seems so silly that you have to say it out loud, but what's that old saying again? Those who forget history do to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Well, if we learn from our mistakes, we have the ability to satisfy what ails our species, our planet, our countries, our societies, our relationships. I feel like, you know, especially on the heels of this past election a week ago that we just had here in America, that these sentiments could not be more apropos. The co- people are broken. Societies are broken. And what I, what I mean broken is we, we are as you said, accepting that things are broken and just saying, you know what, this is fine. You know, when when laws get slashed and we have our, our outrage and then we just fall back into our normal lives and accept that reality. When Trump came in and he completely demolished all the norms and ethics that we had built up for 200 something years. And it's like, all right, I guess we're doing this now. This is the new playing field. Pandora's box is opened up. Like, no, fuck that shit. I'm not satisfied with that. That's not cool. We need to elevate and we have the ability to elevate if we, if we try hard enough. And I feel like that's the kind of the crux of this song. And I feel like that's the reason why this song leads off of leads off gigaton is because there's a shit ton of problems and guys, guess what? There's shit to do. And as he says, another song that I don't like as much, much to be done. Yep. So there you go. Uh, and I love that we're kicking off gigaton with this one because again, I love the song for both the music and its lyrics. And uh, I think it only makes sense then to then scoot right into, I'm very excited by this, our live cut of the week. Ready to stand up! Live cut of the week. Gigaton. Oh my God, the, the tour is finally over so we can finally do this thing live cut of the week for whoever said where and when are we going paul uh we're going to camden uh this is a cut that you and i have talked about a little bit uh you're a huge fan of this one Mm. um and and, you know i am going off your recommendation here to start because i've listened to every cut since you mentioned it to me it was a gauntlet and uh I have to say, I, I think you're right. <laughs> it's, it, it, this is definitely, I think, probably the definitive cut from this tour. And until we have another tour, it is the definitive cut we've got for now. All right. September 14th, 2022 in Camden, New Jersey.
So this one, man, it's uh, the recency bias is, is funny because you know if the tour that we the shows we went to back in May feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, the guitars are cutting, and they are in real lockstep with the rhythm section of Jeff and Matt. Outset, boom! The first thing I noticed, I feel like it took a number of performances for them to find their sea legs on this one. Yeah, um, so much so that it wasn't played much early on in the tour like it was it was hard to come by um but it, it became essentially in my opinion the first choice from gigaton when making a set list by the end of the tour and i'm talking over dance of the clairvoyance over quick escape like it was it was first off the bench um the whole band feels jazz to play here too in my opinion the, the camden show is one of my personal favorites from the tour and, and the crowd in the Camden Philly area has historically been fantastic. Yeah. I think it was the, uh, I could be wrong here, but I believe it was the only amphitheater show of 2022, at least in the U S if I recall correctly. I, I, that has a, a 
big effect. Vibe. Yeah, it really vibe. does. If you think back to like 03 and the 2000 tours, which were mainly amphitheaters, right? it was a different vibe. Think about Mansfield, for example. Mm-hmm. Different vibe. Um, I think that plays into this. Um, I think the can't get no satisfaction tag in the middle of the bridge doesn't feel out of place um that where it, it may have earlier on uh in, in the tour i think it was weaved in perfectly i think ed nails the lyrics and their delivery which is tough considering the amount of time i'm sorry uh, considering the amount of lyrics uh and the energy it takes to deliver those lyrics and this was like mm-hmm. in the middle it was like towards the back end of the set so on top of that the, the band nails the false ending even this someone has this cool little like at the very end this little like slide down thing and i'm just like that's just I know it sounds stupid, but that little like little wing on the guitar at the very, very end is the kind of thing that a guitarist does when he feels like he's crushed a song. That's how I feel, at least. Whenever I'm playing a song, just like, oh yeah, I fucking nailed it, man. Like you throw a drumstick across the room, you feel excited by it. So when I heard this cut, I go, God damn, this one just has an extra bit of sauce to it. So I really enjoy it. Um I feel like again, like I got better as the tour went, but it, I think it peaked here. So I'm yeah. curious what y'all think about that. Gigaton, it's open season. It's open season. I love it. That is the show, guys. Um, we appreciate you as always. We appreciate our patrons. We're closing in on a new t-shirt, by the way. The voting is narrowing one down. Oh, um, boy. so we'll show you the uh the winning design as soon as we finalize it uh what else oh we have a new review on apple podcast what a way to close so this is from one of our newest patrons somebody who's feeding the algorithm oh he is he's feeding the algorithm darren murphy uh the title of his great show here five stars got into this podcast in the summer of 22 but now going back to early shows for years, I felt alone with my thoughts on Pearl Jam and tried to dissect songs, albums, etc. with myself. It's a good exercise. Now, I get my fix with Jason and Paul sharing thoughts on my band. I also get to meet the guys at Clayton's Framing last weekend, and they are true Pearl Jam fans for sure. Thanks, guys. Darren. Oh, he went to fucking Clayton's. I'm so excited that, that Darren met Lupe and Tony over at Clayton's Framing because the PJ experience of all their cool memorabilia is still up. I don't know for how long, but it's up and he met him. That is awesome. The, yep. the worlds are coming together, Paul. The worlds are yep. coming together. You love it. You love to see it. Love to see it. Well, there it is, guys. Uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll be back next week with another fabulous episode, I assure you, if I can quote clerks. And until then, you've been listening to The State of Love and Trust. Love and Trust.